You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. So you're listening to your Baby Your Baby podcast. I'm joined today by Sean Esplin uh, with Maternal Fetal Medicine Specialist with Intermountain Healthcare. We're talking today about high-risk pregnancies and how maternal fetal medicine specialists can help with that. So let's first welcome you, of course, to Thank the you. Baby Your Baby podcast. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to you. Great. I'm excited to talk to you, too. And I feel like I'm going to learn a lot. Um, going through a pregnancy before myself, it wasn't high risk, which I was fortunate for. Um, but before we even kind of dive into it, let's talk about what maternal fetal medicine even is. So maternal fetal medicine is a subspecialty of obstetrics and gynecology. So if you're seeing a maternal fetal medicine specialist, you're seeing someone who's completed an OBGYN residency and then has done three additional years of specialized training. And during that time, we get to learn more about taking care of the complications that happen during pregnancy and really understanding kind of how complications, medical complications that might be there before pregnancy affect the pregnancy. And we do ultrasound, so we're looking for, you know, kind of using ultrasound to diagnose problems that might be happening. And then we're, we're uh, trained to take care of complications that happen around the time of uh, birth as well. So, um, so we're, we're really just focused only on pregnancy and mm-hmm. only on uh, kind of where there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about then when we talk about those problems. Uh, when is a pregnancy considered to be high risk? So the beautiful thing is most pregnancies aren't. <laughs> so <laughs> that is a good thing. I don't want to scare anybody. Right. I should never get pregnant because I'm <laughs> going to have a problem. But the truth is most pregnancies are uncomplicated. But sometimes complications happen when we aren't expecting them. In fact, most complications that happen are in people who really don't have a risk factor for it. So it's good to be kind of careful and cautious and kind of watching things. Um, the nice thing about maternal fetal medicine is we work in conjunction with general OBGYN. So you don't necessarily need to be seeing an MFM doctor. You can see your own doctor, and you may just have a consult from someone who does maternal fetal medicine. So there are, I think of uh, complications or high-risk pregnancies kind of in three or four different categories. One is there are some medical conditions that people have uh, when they're not pregnant that when you become pregnant, they actually uh, can, be, can mm-hmm. become worse. Mm-hmm. So if you have any kind of problem like a heart, heart disease or even thyroid problems or diabetes or hypertension, your pregnancy is going to affect that and actually can make it worse. And that condition can affect the pregnancy. So there are underlying kind of pre-existing problems. If you're taking any kind of medication other than vitamins, you probably ought to be thinking, okay, is this something that's going to affect my baby? Right. So talking to your doctor and maybe even talking to a specialist if it's something that that there's a concern about can help you kind of make a decision of whether that's something you should should continue or not. Now, there are some complications that happen because of pregnancy themselves uh, itself. So early delivery or high blood pressure or diabetes that happen during the pregnancy. And, And so we need to be monitoring for that. And actually, the visits that you have with your regular OBGYN are actually set up to monitor for those things. Um, the third category is problems with the baby. So sometimes you, you know we'll see babies that have heart defects mm-hmm. or brain abnormalities or other abnormalities that we can identify with ultrasound um, that allow us to then make, make a plan for what's the best way to, to, to deliver that or the best place to deliver that, that baby. Um, and so those are three kind of broad categories of, of kind of things that make pregnancies high risk. And so it's not always just the mom that makes it a high risk pregnancy. It can be the baby too or both. Yeah, it can be both. In fact, 
twins, triplets, mm -hmm. quadruplets, I mean, those are really high-risk pregnancies. And I'm, you know, whenever somebody says, I've got twins, I'm so excited, I say, I am excited <laughs> too. But let's just take a step back here because twins and triplets really increase the It just the risk. adds to some of those factors. It adds, it adds to, I, when I'm teaching the medical students, I always tell them, I play a game and say, well, to name a, a risk of pregnancy that's, that's increased with twins, and the, the answer is everyone. Mm -hmm. Every single complication is higher in twins. So you just have to have pay a little bit more attention. You have to be watched a little bit more closely and, and kind of have a plan for what to do if there's a problem. Right, because your body's already trying to take care of itself being pregnant. Exactly. And then trying to take care of the baby's growing as well. That's exactly right. And, you know, there's a bunch of adaptations that happen in your body to, to allow you to carry... Uh, the pregnancy. Oh yeah. And those things, those things are important for the baby, so that the baby can get enough food, fluid, and oxygen. But those changes can also aggravate problems that you maybe didn't know you had before. And one of the most common ones is a heart problem. So people may be just fine as long as they're as they're not pregnant. But when you get pregnant, your blood volume increases by fifty percent. Everything increases. Everything. I feel like well, when you're I pregnant. I would never say that. <laughs> yes, but that's true. <laughs> Stress increases. Yeah. Pain increases. All those. All those things. The aches and pains increase, but the, when the blood volume increases, that can strain your heart, and it's kind of like running a marathon, and and you, you it can unmask uh, problems that maybe you didn't know you had before. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't run marathons, doctor. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> don't recommend it. So let's talk then, before and during your pregnancy, mm -hmm. what are some of the things you can help for your pregnancy to be low risk? Perfect. That's a great question. First of all, try and plan your pregnancies. So make sure that you're having them when you're ready. Sure. Okay? So if you do have a pre-existing condition, a pre-existing medical condition like diabetes, making sure you've got that under good control and that, that your blood sugars are well controlled will actually help from the very beginning. Diabetes is a great example because by the time you figure out you're pregnant, the baby is already well into the stages where it's forming. And if your blood sugars aren't under good control, you can have birth defects. So, so making sure that pre-existing medical conditions are well controlled, whether it's diabetes, hypertension, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, checking to make sure that the medications that you're on are okay. Making sure that you're not drinking or smoking while you're pregnant is also important. And then just taking vitamins, prenatal vitamins, mm -hmm. and folic acid. That's something that can, can prepare you, uh, improve the chance of your baby kind of just forming normally. Right. right? Um, getting in to see someone early so knowing that you're pregnant and getting in early to your to your uh, provider so that you can start the screening and kind of watch closely, uh, making sure that you're um, that you're trying to avoid twins or triplets if you have that choice. Mm -hmm, okay, so mm -hmm. that happens spontaneously sometimes, but we're seeing more and more people who have in vitro fertilization, right. you know, reproductive uh, assistance, and in those situations, you know, you have an opportunity to kind of tune everything up. I think about it like this: if you're going to go on a uh, uh, a trip across the country, okay, in your car, you're going to take it in and get the oil changed, get everything, get, make sure the tires are all good in. before you go because you don't want to get to Missouri and break down, right. right, or wherever you don't want to be. I actually so, bought a new car right before I moved here. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So that should be good for a little while. But it turns out that it's the same thing. If you're getting ready to do to become pregnant, you ought to kind of just make sure things tuned up mm -hmm. and that you that you're that you're prepared for it now. If you're having your next pregnancy, so you've already had one, now you've had a chance to kind of know what your risk factors are. Some risk factors come up during your first pregnancy sure. that you can then plan for in the next pregnancy and, and making sure that you're spacing them appropriately. So don't get pregnant too quick. Your body needs to kind of recover and the risks go up a little bit if you, if you have what we call a rapid repeat. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what are some of the things that 
could happen during a pregnancy that could make it high risk. You know, we talked about uh, the multiples and how that can affect yeah. a high-risk pregnancy. But what are some of the other factors? So sometimes you know early that there's a problem like that, like you find out you have twins or triplets. Mm -hmm. Sometimes these are things that just evolve over the course of the pregnancy. So a common time to find a problem would be around the middle of the pregnancy, 19 or 20 weeks, when you're having an ultrasound. And when we're looking at your at your baby and making sure that all the parts are normal and that the growth is good and that the placenta is functioning normally, sometimes we'll find a problem there that then we can plan for and actually alter the way we're caring for and manage for, it. Yeah, and manage it, right? And, and, and if we can identify those kind of problems, we can actually reduce the risk at the end by, mm -hmm. by treating them appropriately. Sometimes um, as, we do, as the pregnancy goes along, we'll do, we'll, we do screening tests. So we're constantly screening for anemia, we're screening for infection, we're screening for um, other complications. Um, Immune disorders okay, mm -hmm. that can that can um, can cause problems for the baby. Um, we're also screening for high blood pressure and for diabetes. Okay, so if those things come up as we as these tests are done, then we can sit down and make a plan for how to how to handle those as well. Um, other times, it's symptoms. So you know you need to be really comfortable talking to your doctor about hey, yeah. I'm this is how I'm feeling and, and listening to your body. Exactly, exactly, and. You know, sometimes you, sometimes you uh, think, well, you don't, you, especially when it's your first pregnancy, you don't know, is this normal or not? Nothing's know. normal. Yes, right, right. Well, what, what, what should I be feeling at this time? And I think, I, I always encourage my patients, listen, keep a list of those things, write them down, mm -hmm. and when you come to see me, my job is to kind of go over each of those. Well, we need to worry about this, but we don't need to worry about that. That's sure. common. You, know? you can and go through their journal with kind, them. Yeah, but kind of keep, keep track of it. And, and I, I think... Um, you know, sometimes we miss things because we kind of just assume that they're normal and we don't mm -hmm. kind of speak up or talk about them. We're just like, oh, well, I'm pregnant, so this must be what happens. Right. I'm supposed to have kind of thing like this all the time. Or everybody right. has bleeding during their pregnancy. Well, no, right. not, not necessarily. Not necessarily, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and some of those... Some of those factors that make it high risk are things that, like you were saying, you can manage. Um, if you do get diagnosed with gestational diabetes, right. that can be managed properly. Exactly. If you're making sure to see your doctor. Right. And I mean, sometimes we kind of have a uh, the the kind of a, a mentality of oh, I can't do anything about it. There's nothing I can do. Well, the truth is, there's a lot of things that we can do, and even if we can't prevent it or or uh, fix it. We can actually manage the, the potential complications and be prepared for them. Another thing I should mention is immunizations. Mm -hmm. I mean, having being up to date on your immunizations before you get pregnant right. is a good thing because re it really does protect your baby. And there are some types of infections that can cause that can pass from the mother to the baby while the baby's still inside. So being up to date on immunizations and making sure you're getting those even during your pregnancy is important. And let's talk a little bit about uh, preeclampsia. Perfect. And how that can affect. Uh, a pregnancy, making it high risk, and how how women can manage that as well. Yeah, so preeclampsia is one of the more common complications that we see, and what it is is a combination of things that happen to people only when they're pregnant, right? So <laughs> of course, I, I never have to worry about that. This is awesome, but right, uh, turns you're out in the clear. I'm in the clear. So the the three main things that happen are you start to have high blood pressure, you start to have uh, protein in your urine, so your kidneys kind of go through a almost a, a kidney failure type type process and then you start to swell and you swell everywhere now if you ask a pregnant push person if they're swelling the answer is yes right so it's hard to know <laughs> how much yeah pick the area you think it, is swelling exactly but the truth is there's there's an abnormal amount mm -hmm. and if you're swelling too much that can be a sign that this is preeclampsia and the swelling doesn't just happen in your legs and, and ankles it happens in your hands and face and then it, it gets into your brain 
that causes swelling in the brain, that can cause headache or make you start to see flashing lights. Uh, you can have swelling in your lungs that causes you to be short of breath. You can have swelling in your liver that causes pain. And then in its worst form, preeclampsia can affect every organ in your body. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about preeclampsia is that we can cure it. And, but the cure is to deliver the baby and take the placenta out. Mm -hmm. The placenta really is the thing that's causing it. That's the only thing you need to have to actually get to develop preeclampsia. And once we remove it, usually within 24 to 48 hours, people get better. That's right back. Yeah, they just kind of come right back. So, so that when you go to your doctor, what do they do? They weigh you, they check your blood pressure, and they dip your urine, right? Those three things are screening for, for preeclampsia. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some conditions that happen... Um, before we go on, I want to say this. So the cure is to is to deliver the baby and and deliver the placenta. This is one of those rare situations where what's best for mom isn't what's best for the baby. Right. And because you know, baby may want we may be delivering a baby very early, much earlier than they're ready to be delivered, and they may be spe spending time in the newborn intensive care unit. This is where seeing maternal fetal medicine specialist is really important because you want to you want to use that experience to make a decision. What's the best for both? patients and I always think about it. I have I'm really the doctor for the mom mm -hmm. and the baby that's inside right and so the decisions that we're making about the timing of delivery are really kind of taking both of those patients into into account and and optimizing the outcome for both of them um, if you're delivering really early you know you'll come to a, one of the centers uh, where where we have Nick, uh, neonatal intensive care units and things where we can actually take care of these early babies mm -hmm. now the thing with preeclampsia is there are some conditions that, that predispose to it. So if you start the pregnancy with high blood pressure, then, then uh, you're at risk for it. And sure. we should be treating you. They just came out with a new study that shows that if, we, if you just take a low-dose aspirin, um, that it actually reduces the risk of, of preeclampsia. And how and easy is women. that? Yeah, that's super easy. But people don't realize that, mm -hmm. right? So talking to your doctor, you know, am I a candidate for something like that would be, would be awesome. Um, you know, if you've had a pregnancy, if you've had a uh, pregnancy complicated by hypertension before, or someone in your family has had that, you're sure. at risk, right? And then people who are overweight or maybe have pre-existing renal conditions. So, identifying the people who are at risk and starting even a low-dose aspirin at the beginning is one way to prevent it. But then monitoring and identifying it early, and and then treating mom and baby so that we can prolong the pregnancy as long as we can is mm -hmm. the, the next thing to do. So during my pregnancy. Um, my blood pressure was fine all the way through until I checked into the hospital yeah. to have my son. Yeah. And they said, your blood pressure is high. Yeah. And I said, well, no joke. I'm about to have a baby. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that normal? Yeah, we do that to people. At, every, right. Every, people will always tell me, like, my blood pressures at home are fantastic. But every time they come to see you, they're high. And I said, it's me. I'm right. Sure. I give good. you anxiety. Yeah. But so is that common for, for women? And, and is that something that's monitored differently than once they get to the hospital talking about blood pressure. Yeah, so the truth is you can have what we call white coat hypertension mm -hmm. where you are where you are. Well, I'm not anxious. afraid of you. I was just afraid of having a baby. <laughs> I didn't wear my white coat today, so you're you shouldn't be afraid of me. But it turns out you're right. I mean or just the anxiety or the yeah. fear of kind of what's going to happen when you have your baby. That can make your blood pressure go up. And we recognize that. That mm -hmm. really to make the diagnosis of preeclampsia, it has to be really high and really sustained. Blood mm -hmm. pressure that's really high and that sticks around for a long time. Even just Driving in, trying to find parking, <laughs> getting really angry because someone just took your parking place, and then running up the stairs, waiting for an hour outside, and then coming in right. is going to make your blood pressure high. Right? Absolutely. And then, and so, 
we, we, we will usually, if we see it high, just let people calm down and let them give them some time and retake it. But um, so you know, we recognize that. But it really is something that's sustained and severe. Okay, good. That's good to know. Um, so talking about if you do come into having a high risk pregnancy. What are some of the things that you should do immediately once you kind of find out what's going on? Yeah, so first of all, talk with your doctor about it and make a plan mm -hmm. and, and you know, ask them how are we going to be, how is this going to, how are we going to monitor these things? What are the potential risks? What are the potential outcomes? Is there anything that we can do to prevent or reduce the risk? And then kind of understanding how, the, how this new high risk condition is going to affect the way we care for them. A lot of times what we're going to do is we're going to just see them more frequently. We're going to, we may be monitoring uh, different things like blood pressure or their symptoms um, to kind of give us a clue for, for when we need to intervene. Mm -hmm. um, they, this is, that's a great time to say, would, I, would this be a, uh, something I could talk to a specialist about, like a maternal fetal medicine specialist? I see women every day in my clinic who are seeing other OBGYN doctors, but they come to me and I kind of, kind of review all their records and talk to them about what the risks are, and then help make a plan that, that they can go back to their regular OBGYN and actually carry out. So, so I think you know being willing to talk about it and, and kind of understand what the plan is, is is great. Right, and so it is, it's all kind of circumstantial. Um, women will see their OBs, they'll also see you if needed, and it kind of goes back and forth. Yeah, and we work together as a team. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, and the patient is a, is a really important part of that team, and sometimes I'm, I Both worry the that... Both the patients, right? Yeah, right? yeah, the mom and the baby, right? So, and the, and the partner, whoever, yeah. that, whoever that turns whoever out that to is. be, right? So it turns out that, um, that they're a really critical part of the team, and sometimes patients don't feel like that. They don't feel like that because we don't explain things in a way that's simple for them to understand, sure. or maybe we don't really, we're not really thorough about it, but they, you want to be involved in it, and mm -hmm. we want you to be involved. Oh, I think that's great. Thank you yeah. so much for all of your advice today. We so appreciate it. Uh, Dr. Esplin with Intermountain Healthcare. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.